Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful because today is going to be an amazing show with Arapia DeRico. And that is a beautiful name. I totally agree. If you just thought that, uh, it's an amazing name. She's an amazing individual. I uh, was lucky enough to meet Adapia earlier this year before the world completely turned on its head at a conference. And the first conversation I had with her blew my mind. So I know that this conversation today is going to be amazing and it's going to be extremely powerful. So I would highly, highly suggest that uh, you pay close attention to this discussion today. It's going to be amazing. I'm super excited for it. And I'm super excited to welcome Elevate Nation back. I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for listening today or watching wherever you are. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I hope you are growing, progressing, contributing, all of the above. And I want to ask you the question that I always ask you, are you ready to take it to another level? Because I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind-expanding conversations. And I want to just highlight that. I want to emphasize mind-expanding conversations because today is going to stretch the limits of that concept of that phrase of that thought today we are going to expand the mind and of course we're going to be sitting down with an influential authority in real estate in addition this is a multifaceted person that we're going to be speaking to today she is also a top expert in other industries and disciplines in addition to being a top expert in high performance in the inner game and in so many beautiful different approaches uh, to, you know, self mastery and excellence and developing and designing a life worth living and designing a life, you know, that you, you know, can avoid burnout, and you can overcome challenges, and you can master the voice within. I mean, there's so many different places we're going to go with this conversation today. I'm really excited about it. This is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. And man, the, the extraordinary, what does that mean? It, it is something different for all of us, right? What is the extraordinary for you? It's probably different than what it is for me. So how would you define extraordinary? You know, I would encourage you to sit down and think about that. What, is, what are three things that extraordinary sort of makes you think of? You know, what type of life does that look like? You know, what type of business does extraordinary look like? We talked about, I was talking about this with a colleague today. You know, we're talking about going from good to great to excellent to outstanding to extraordinary. Extraordinary is like playing the best of the best, right? We're at the top of the top of the ladder of success, so to speak. So if you have a burning desire for extraordinary, this is for you. And it is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. We will distill the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the strategies, the tools, and so much more from an individual like Arapia, who is absolutely elevating to a life without limits so that you can do the same or even more for yourself. Of course, it's a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate, through purpose, through personal growth. I can't even speak again, guys, I'm sorry, uh, other ventures and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. If you're enjoying this show, I invite you to subscribe. Uh, I know I ask you that frequently. I'm never going to stop asking you. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Share it with a friend. Give us a review, a rating, all of the above. We're super thankful for all of that. We love when people leave us reviews. And also, I want to encourage you to check out our website, elevatepod.com. There's a ton of resources there uh, on elevatepod.com. 
And uh, by the way, this is 100% for free. So what we do is we ask you to literally just pay the fee by sharing with a friend. All you have to do is pause right now. You don't even have to pause. All you can do is just send a link. You can screenshot, you can share the episode, whatever platform you're listening to. You can send it through text. You can send it through social media. Just share it with one person who would benefit from these mind expanding conversations. Uh, so that, that's all we ask uh, from the bottom of my heart. Super thankful for you helping us spread the message here of Elevate. And with all of that said, I want to also let you know about Elevate Coaching Academy because Trevor McGregor, Coach Trevor McGregor and myself are literally creating an immersive experience. It's an eight-week program where you are going to literally learn how to turn decades into days when it comes to elevating your game, you know, up-leveling your mindset, making more money, creating and having more freedom, all of the above. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds, you know, almost too good to be true, but I invite you to go check out elevatecoachingacademy.com because this is an eight-week immersive program that Coach Trevor McGregor and I have put together. And we actually have a free masterclass training on elevatecoachingacademy.com. It's a 45-minute training. You will get massive value. All you, all you have to do is go check that out and um, you know, take notes and learn from Coach Trevor and myself. And also understand that you have the opportunity to really immerse yourself within a tribe and completely transform the conditions of your life and your business within eight weeks. So I want to invite you to go check out elevatecoachingacademy.com. And with all that said, I want to dive in here and introduce you to Adapia DeRico. She is a visionary leader with 20 plus years of experience across countries, cultures, and both corporate and startup environments. She's co-founded businesses, launched brands, and redefined industries. I told you this is going to be amazing. She's a respected thought leader, entrepreneur, and female executive. She is the VP of strategy and principal of a real estate private equity firm, Alpha Investing. She's an executive mentor, an author, and a powerful keynote speaker. Her Goalcast video about making the right decision and trusting yourself has been viewed 35 million times and shared 250,000 times. Adapia gracefully guides you to the source of your authenticity, purpose, and meaning so that you may confidently speak your truth and awaken your highest potential. Adapia is passionate about empowerment at all levels, from intuitive to financial. Her first book, Productive Intuition, Connecting to the Subtle, was released in 2020. And let me tell you, I was able to take a look at the manuscript of this book, and you definitely want to check this out. It is going to be transformational, I can tell you that. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, I read a lot, and I can tell you that she's got some powerful stuff here. And you can tell that this is an individual who has really, really focused on the inner work, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. So please uh, sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, of course, but please do enjoy this amazing conversation with Adapia DeRico. Adapia, great to be with you. How are you? I'm doing really well, Tyler. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that we get to do this episode. Me too. I mean, my goodness, the first time we sat down, we were, you know, we just randomly sat at the same table at lunch at a conference and the conversation was like, wait a minute, hold on, let's get a <laughs> microphone here and let's continue this because it was like, it was amazing. And uh, so I've been excited about this conversation for what is it 10 months now or so. So right. thank yeah. you for taking time. 
Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. It's always great when you meet someone and you like, you're like me, you're like, go deep. It's, it's not like, how are you? It's like, who are you? But like, who are you really like down? Get, let's get in there and like talk about everything. And so, um, yeah, I really love that. And like the, the, like the mindset stuff and you can just tell when people are, are like really looking for, um, connection mm. in a really meaningful way. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's my pleasure to, to be here today. Thank you. That was a great observation, by the way. And um, that's interesting that you say that because sometimes the small talk doesn't really interest me. And mm-hmm. I kind of get quickly past that. But I do really want to know who like what what are you all about to the core? You know, what are you about yeah. as not only a human being, but also a spiritual being and all these different things. And, you know, like, I'd rather connect with you on that level. And then perhaps at some point, we can do business, right at some exactly. point, which I loved that about our initial conversation. So with that said, I mean, could you tell myself and tell the audience a little bit about you and who you really are, like kind of to the core? Let, let's start in the deep place. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. Well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go like this. So, um, you know, my name's Adapia, as, as you said, everybody, everybody knows. And, um, you know, I'm currently living in this like dream location in the Santa Monica Mountains. I just moved here about a month ago. And, you know, at at the core of me, I'm seeking meaning and I've always been like seeking meaning in my life. And it's taken me all over the world. I've lived in five countries. I've, um, you know, like I've lived and worked in five countries. I've started my own companies. I've been in corporate. I've really done I've really like experienced a lot. And I have like what you would call like even a successful CV or resume and business, but my, my life has also been punctuated by events or defining what I call defining moments that have been really challenging. And those moments that are so challenging have really taught me what it means to be resilient and, and to be persistent. And in that persistence, and it all starts from a really young age of just seeking like independence. Um, it, it really has actually taught me that one of the things that I need to do the most is ask for help. Uh, right. Cause like in this, like, I want to be really independent and uh, I have to prove myself and I have to be successful. And then in all of this, you know, one of the things that I often lost sight of was this idea that it's okay to ask for help. And one of the biggest lessons for me in the past few years, um, when I basically, you know, a few years ago, I had like an awakening, I just like I burnt out and I woke up, um, is I needed to start to ask for help. And I needed to start to be vulnerable, which is something that was very new to me because I was always trying to show this picture perfect life. And in this sharing of my vulnerability and asking for help, I've just found just so, just so much abundance of life, of grace, of, of people that, um, it, it, it just, it's shocking to me. Um, and it's such a gift. It's a, such a gift too. like, it's hard to explain for somebody that's, that's like, no, I can't show that I'm like, quote unquote weak that to, to ask for help, you, you get back so much love that has nothing to do with weakness. It's, it's a, just such an incredible thing. So I'm still learning to ask for help in, in a lot of ways, but I have really learned to embrace vulnerability and sharing my lessons 
from, from that place of like trying to be too independent and, and sharing those lessons with other people. And they've helped so many people and that's my way of, of giving back. And I think that maybe just kind of the, the, the moments that I've like studied about you and about your life, it seems like maybe that always hasn't been like, you know, the, the volunteered choice, right. To be vulnerable, but there's been things that have perhaps pushed you in that direction. Maybe they've become a blessing over time, but you've talked about burnout. You've talked about, you know, some of the challenges that you've had in business that have maybe really been, you know, huge financial, you know, losses or, you know, things that have really kind of hit you hard to the, to the soul, to the core. Right. Could you talk a little bit about maybe, maybe we'll talk about some of the the challenges and we'll talk about some of the burnout stuff as well. I'd be curious if you could go into depth on that. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the challenges, um, I'll, I'll say it this way. They, they always like revolve around my ego, Uh, (laughs) you know, like they're always going to revolve around my ego, which functions in large part through its pride. And, um, you know, and that's also that like not asking for help. And so whether it was like bad business decisions, uh, you know, such as like I was defrauded for a quarter of a million dollars. And that was a prime example of not asking for help and not listening to my intuition. Cause I had like a really strong feeling that was like, something was off, but I did all my due diligence. Like I did all of my due diligence and like everything checked out. And yet there was something about it that I, that I just couldn't put my finger on it. And so what did I do instead of like maybe exploring that or like asking somebody for advice, I talked myself out of it. I over-rationalized it all away because I so badly, like from an ego perspective, wanted it to work out. And then, you know, and, and then it didn't work out. And so like that loss just like plunged me into this place of like total like lack of confidence because you know as investors we there's there's a piece of us of an identity that wants to be successful and that like doesn't want to lose money and like you know not other people's for sure but like certainly not my own at that point and so you know we we work through that um and so that really taught me like a huge lesson about like being willing to ask for help and like understanding my own motivations and you know because it took about 7 years to resolve how much of how much shame i carried towards myself for making that mistake cuz i didn't tell anyone like i told like one or two people Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital and you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called the bottom line, the 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value 
impact ebook. So I want to want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. And, you know, I think that this is really, really important for people who are listening because, you know, especially as investors, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, you know, a lot of times, you know, we look at and we say, well, the ego is what got me here, right? The ego and the success and, you know, people respecting me and, you know, my, my reputation in the marketplace and all these things. But sometimes perhaps that leads us astray, right? Is what you're saying. You weren't asking for the appropriate help you weren't pointing out the fact that maybe some intuition was telling you that there was something wrong here and you had already been successful. So why listen to this ego when your intellect is telling you, Hey, the due diligence says it's all good. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So could you talk a little bit about the unraveling of that ego? Cause that's something that you've also <laughs> really spoke about before. I think is really interesting. Yeah. So you know, we, we begin to unravel the ego when we, you know, often it'll be like a, usually like a tough moment. And unfortunately that's just how we are built as humans. Like, like it has to be the big tough moments that wake us up to a deeper part of ourselves. Like, I don't know why it is like this, but it is. Um, And so we kind of get brought to our knees in these moments where we have to look really deeply inside of ourselves because in that moment for me as for me especially i was like i couldn't blame anyone else and i didn't want to and so i took it i internalized all of it and in internalizing it i also had to unravel like what was this part of me because it's all different parts of us what was that part of me that wanted it and like why like what was like what was this underlying thing that wanted the success and you know, what's driving that. And it's usually going to be like some kind of fear or, um, and well, it's always down to some kind of a fear and, um, like overcompensation of, of a fear, like whether it's like fear of being rejected, uh, you know, something from, from, from childhood that like you're trying to make up for fear of abandonment, um, there's like some, some kind of like deep wound that you don't want to, that you don't want to face. And when, you know, when something big goes, goes wrong, you're actually, you actually can't get away from it. Like it's right there in front of you, like you're sitting in it and you have to start to look at it if you want to overcome it. And it's one of the things that we just do not ever want to do because it's so unpleasant. <laughs> it's like, who wants to go in there and like, look at the primal wounds and like, look at the ego and, and, and like, see, see what has been operating you because we're operated by programming. And until we start to, 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 uh, to unwind the programming, we'll never really get down to the core of who it is that we really are. And when we do start to get into the, who we really are, it's really exciting. You know, at first it's a little scary because you're like, wait a second. I thought I was this person. I thought I was supposed to be like this. I thought I could only be accepted if I'm like that. But then when you, when you kind of peel that away, you see that that's just like, you know, it's a mask or it's a role and who I really am is not that. And, you know, and, and it becomes really empowering to start to, 
peel that away or let it go like slowly and slowly. And then you start to see that your relationships change. You start to see that your results change and that everything becomes more aligned. Um, and this is all due to, you know, this unraveling of ego that's got, it's got itself wound around you really tightly. Like I usually say that the way I put it is that we're digging our souls out from under our ego because we're so buried by all this different, different stuff, like who we're supposed to be in society and, you know, who we're supposed to be in our parents' eyes, like all that kind of stuff. And it's not wrong. And it's not something to like be shamed about, like it's normal, but it's also normal to get underneath it and start to make way more empowered decisions. And that's the self-mastery piece around, well, well, who am I really? And go dig in there and find that. Who am I really? And then you get to integrate the ego and you're like, oh, okay. The ego is a protectionary mechanism. The ego has a function and you need to integrate it with, you know, this deeper kind of a soul self and we, we get to be like, a, like more empowered um, altogether. So it's almost like a mindfulness practice to recognize that the ego is going to be with you. Even though if you go within, you go so deeply within and you mm -hmm. understand what those wounds were that you're trying to cover up with that ego. And once you go past that, you face that it's very painful, right? Like you said, it's an extremely painful process, but then extremely liberating on the other side of that. And then yeah. you can look and say, hey, wait a minute, this ego is here with me. Perhaps it serves a purpose, but I don't let I don't have to let it be the director of my decisions or, you know, the way that I live. Right. Is that what you're saying? It's exactly. Yeah, it's uh, you. Yeah, it's perfect. Like the ego, we need to put the ego in service to the soul or the higher self. Currently, we have it backwards. We have the ego that thinks it's in charge. And it's, it's like a little dog that thinks it's alpha. Mm. Um, and really we have it backwards. And when we can start to put the ego in service to the soul, everything that the ego is, is meant to do, which is to, to protect and also to have an identity and, and to help us to relate um, in certain situations and like pick up on social cues and really important things, but it's not supposed to be, you know, running point. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that's important about that is that the ego is driven by fear. You know, mostly it's driven by yeah. fear. Ultimately, you know, it wants people to, it wants you to think that it's driving you because you're just an ultra performer or you're elite or all these things, but it's really out of fear. And really when you get comfortable with that, it's interesting to say, well, what, what is that fear? What is that? You know, is it fear that I'm not worthy or people won't accept me or love me or whatever? And it's yeah. really interesting when you get down to it and you think about ego, like the three letters in the word ego, it's edging God out. Right. And so whether you're religious or not, whether you're spiritual, religious, yeah. you know, it's about, you know, you're edging out your true inner being like the source of who you are. And, you know, I think this is really important for us to discuss, you know, with, you know, a crowd of people who listen, who are investors or, you know, real estate investors or entrepreneurs or leaders, because, you know, sometimes we try to cover up, we just stack things on top of what we aren't recognizing as wounds, right? We're not recognizing yeah. as something that we're going within. So maybe we could serve the listeners just a bit further. Give us a look into the process that you, was it just, Hey, I'm asking the question, like, what is this? What is, what am I trying to, you know, be, what am I fearful of? Or tell us mm. a little bit more. Yeah. So th this is the realm of what's called shadow work. 
um, it's called shadow work and it, it's, it's multi-pronged, um, because like our ability to get in touch with our deeper, higher self, it's, it's myriad. It's like different for, you know, everybody has it in, in different ways. Um, we're definitely wanting to meditate. You know, we're definitely wanting to be in deep contemplation. Um, one of the most powerful practices for me was writing always has been writing and, um, really powerful was autobiographical writing. And so like reliving, um, I call it compassionate re-experiencing. So like reliving a defining moment and, but seeing it with a different lens, you have the, the lens of having, you know, times gone by, but you're looking at yourself as who you were at the time objectively. And what you start to see, especially if you like, if you're like me that like, didn't want to go back and even think about. I don't ever want to think about the head in the sand. I don't ever want to look at it again. When you actually look at it, you realize like, oh, you know, I was trying my best. Like, oh, I, you know, my intention wasn't bad. My intention was actually really good. I have good intentions. And what you start, what starts to happen and like you're writing it out and like you're telling the story and you're even just like reliving it in your mind or looking at pictures or emails or what have you. And some of the things like I had to relook at, like, like very like obviously like especially like this like this fraud loss for example like I had to talk to the DA and I had to like talk to like the FBI and I had to like talk to all kinds of people and like seven years later I had to do it all again and so it just brought up so much emotion and um but the only way to heal it is to actually look at it that's the only way is to actually look at it and so if that means relooking at a memory then that's what you do and you see it and you see yourself objectively, like what was my motivation? What was my intention? What was I trying to get? Who was I at that time? What did I know? Cause you know, in our, in our everyday life in every moment, like when I was 23, I knew exactly what I was doing when I was like, you know, 40, I knew exactly what I was doing, but, but, but then, but then like time has a way of giving you perspective that you get to see and understand yourself a little bit more. So I use this, it's like, it's interesting. You call it like time travel because you can actually travel back in time through your memory and through autobiographical writing. And you can actually change your life because you can change basically the emotional tone you've given something that happened to yourself. And, and like that completely changes how you feel about yourself in the present moment too. Um, and you're rewriting your story because you're, we're the hero of our own lives, right? Like I, and I get to decide what my story is about. Like you get to decide what your story is about and you get to decide what anything that's happened to you means. Like I get to assign meaning right? Meaning making that's, that's up to me. Like, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I talk a lot about authority in, in like my leadership, in my leadership work and, um, this idea of authority that, you know, in, in our society is very much like external authority, like somebody else, but the root word of authority is author. And like, that is right. Like that is like, I'm the author and we're always the author of our own lives. And um, there's a lot of power there 
if we if we recognize that just because something happened doesn't mean it happened that one way. And in fact, because of the way our memory works and deteriorates and it's so fallible and like our brain is so easily tricked, there's so much about it that is that that there's a lot of science around memory that what you remember isn't actually what happened. Oh my goodness. What just <laughs> happened? Adapia, are you kidding me right now? This is massively gold, gold nuggets of wisdom right here. If you just listen to that, you have got to replay it because I'm telling you, it is so powerful. You just laid so much wisdom on us in like the matter of three to five minutes. I can't even describe it. You're talking about, you know, authority, right? It's, the root word is author. I mean, my goodness, that is powerful. If you think about it, we have the choice. We get to decide not only our future, but also the meaning that we make upon the conditions of our life, the conditions of our business, the, you know, the conversation that we just had, you know, we all have this inner voice that wants to protect us, but really it's beating us up half the time. It's saying, well, you did a terrible job. You, you know, you did this, the, the judge, I call it the judge, right? Yeah. I, you know, you think about, um, you know, the, the book and, you know, the philosophy around positive intelligence, you know, you think about the judge and all the other saboteurs, right. That oh, yeah. exist within our mind that it's really the ego. It's the ego saying, you know, you've got to be, you know, you've always got to be busy or you've always got to be achieving something or you've always got to be hyper rational or you've always got to be hyper vigilant. There's always danger around that corner. You better watch out. And so it's interesting when you sit back and you start to observe and you start to use tools like writing or, you know, having conversations, you know, maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's just talking to your spouse. Maybe it's just, you know, going on a walk and listening and thinking meditation, all of these things. I mean, th this is the inner work where you can then achieve self mastery and what an, an amazing process, but it is about committing to, Hey, you know what? I don't always have to be doing something. I don't always have to be going and striving because at that moment, now I can actually listen what comes up, right? And how can I make meaning and then create the new circumstances where I can create new meaning. So what an amazing, amazing set of, you know, just a few minutes there. Thank you for that. And yeah. I want to continue and I want to switch gears just a bit. Um, but one of the things that like, I really enjoyed about the first time you and I met was we talked about intuition so much. Mm -hmm. And you we were talking about energy. And when you yeah. meet people, you can feel a certain level of energy. Some people say, Oh, come on, like, you know, I just get to know people and I see what they're like, and then I make decisions. But how have you mm. tapped into, you know, your intuition and become so familiar with it and mm. allowed that to lead your life? Um, give us a little bit of insight there. Yeah. So I've been intuitive my whole life, um, but I, you know, at, at a young age, I, I kind of put all you know, that sort of like magical thinking, if you will, like I put it away because I needed to be successful. Um, so like I put on what I would call like the cloak of normalcy um, to like, you know, be like a normal, successful, you know, woman, girl. Um, and, but yet it's, you know, intuition is something we all have. It's like built into our biology. So we have it. Uh, and and like over time, you know, especially like when, you know, when I had that, like that, like burnout and I, like I had, like, I started waking up, what started happening was I started to understand things in a way that were just so far beyond my, my rational brain. Um, 
And I started to realize that like, I was like picking up on, picking up on things, um, understanding things that, that just were, were just so far beyond, like things would make a lot of sense to me that were like big conceptual things, or I would have like these huge downloads, like humongous, like big stuff. I'm like, where's this coming from? And, um, and so I, like, as I was doing like my inner work too, and the more I unraveled ego and the more I let go of conditioning, the stronger this other person in me, I suppose. And with like all this, like, like this big sensibility was really like coming through. Um, and so I started to, to, to think about it a little more like rationally. I was like, okay, like what's going on here? Like, clearly I have my intuition kind of woke up, like something here really woke up. Cause it just, you know, it's like on, I'm like, whew, I'm like on. And then I started realizing like, oh, it's kind of always been there. I just haven't always listened to it. Um, you know, and I, and I've had it creatively, like, like professionally, I've always been like really good, I guess, professionally at like understanding what the next big thing would be. Like I would just, I've always just like known that that's the, what, what like a next big thing would be, or like that some big event was like going to happen. Um, and it's intuitive because I had like a sense for it, but you know, when you break it down too, it's also just like being like hyper aware because intuition is like hyper awareness, but without the anxiety, it's like, it's like allowing all your other senses to be awake and aware and you just being open to them. Mm -hmm. So that when you get like, whether it's like an idea or, um, you know, a sensation. And so one of the things, um, that I started to do with like, to work with my intuition again, was like more journaling and, uh, just a lot of, for me, like for me, it's, it's, it's journaling. Um, and then I started to do just more, more research into it in, in terms of like how your intuition works, which is what, like, which is what I talk a lot about in, in my book, because I still needed my rational left brain to be a participant. Cause I don't want to just like believe in like the woo. Right. I, I'm just like, right. mm, I'm still like, I still want to understand how it works. And so I started to dig in like to biology, like neurobiology, to like chemistry, to just so many different things. And there's so much science that just blew my mind open. Just like basic science, right? Just like, just like how your brain works. Like that was like, oh, but it's right there. It's like as basic as just using our right brain more if we're left brain dominant, mm -hmm. just like having a whole brain state, like this activates different parts of us. Meditation, meditation in hugely increased my intuition because I was just calming that big monkey mind down mm -hmm. and I was accessing more of my brain. I was ask, accessing more of my awareness. Um, so those are all like really big, all really big practices. And a lot of them are also really, also really subtle. And um, one intuitive skill that I've always really had that never went away was my, my, just my ability to read people. Like I, like, I just have always had it. I've always been able to read people. Um, but I never was like, I never really knew that that's what I was doing. Um, until I started to, to understand that that's what I was doing. And so like, that's, that's just like another thing that, that we have the ability to like read a person. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a superpower. 
by it's the a way. superpower. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it's, um, you know, because we don't, we can't actually hide who we are. Right. Because we're energy. And so what we're projecting energetically, you can't hide that. So like, if you're malintentioned, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can't hide that. I don't care what you do. You can't hide that from me. And you actually can't hide it from anyone. But what we do again, is we go back to that whole ego, like we, we tell the stories, we're just like, oh no, that person can't possibly be like this or we or whatever it is so it's interesting because where we mess up our intuition is when we talk ourselves out of what it's telling us because we don't like what it's telling us hey guys i just wanted to take a brief time out from this show this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers the high performers i wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond first of all i hear you and i see you when i got started as a real estate entrepreneur fresh out of my w2 corporate job I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. Yes, that's it. So the shift is listening, right? It's being, it's, it's not only listening to what's the left brain saying, it's also listening to the cells of your body. Like, how does that feel? Right. That's, that's the, uh, that's the one that I think that most people are not in touch with and they haven't, it's, it's about that practice, right? It's about that inner work of calming, of quieting, but also of, you know, getting out your thoughts, right. And thinking and observing, because, you know, you were talking about like all the science and the biology and the neurology and all these things. And I think it's fascinating as well. And when I study, you know, like, you know, our gut or our microbiome. Oh, yeah. And 
how that feels. You know, you always talk about, well, I make decisions, you know, based on numbers and also how does my gut feel? But it is, that's kind of a part of, you know, intuition, right? It's about listening to that because sometimes there's maybe infinite intelligence there that we're not consciously aware of. Would you agree to that? Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Our body is infinite intelligence and it's like a transmitter receiver of infinite intelligence and we are just not listening to it to your point. That's, that's all. It's, it's actually really simple. It's so simple yet. It's so challenging because even for me in the beginning, I'd be like, what do you mean? Listen, mm-hmm. what does listening look like? <laughs> right? Right. What does listening look like? And it looks like being really still, which is such a challenge to us for uh, like, I don't know if there's ever been a time in history when we haven't been so overwhelmed. Absolutely. So distract, so easily distracted and distractible. Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. That's the, that's the thing really where my mind is going is that in any moment, most people are filling their time with something to consume them, right? Or something that they can consume. And of course, there's a time and a place for, you know, education and for, you know, banter or for something to entertain you. But at times, perhaps maybe we need to get comfortable with a little bit of silence and find that space, right? But let's talk about some other tactics. We've been talking about meditation. I'd be curious, I mean, what type of meditation do you engage in and what does your ritual look like? Yeah, so my, my meditation practice has changed. Like it changes a lot. Um, one of the things that I've been finding uh, really conducive for me lately is to you to, to meditate with certain frequencies, um, like different kinds of solfeggio frequencies or just like different like brainwave state um, frequencies. Like I really like those. And because my body responds really well to harmonics. And this is one thing I've discovered about myself is that harmonics are actually like a, like a really healing thing for me. So like I have like a whole set of bowls as well. And, um, you know, think about, I don't know if this is true where you live, but, um, and this is obviously all like pre COVID, but people still do them by zoom, but like sound baths were like the thing to do on a Friday night here. Interesting. Oh yeah. I'm not aware of that. Oh man. Yeah. People were like sound baths all the time. That's what people wanted to do. Cause you know, we're like, people also like recognize, like they're tired, you know, like they actually just Mm want to relax and they want to feel good. And what happens is you have like harmonics, they relax your body and you just like, you're like gone, like you're somewhere else. And it feels (laughs) really good. You're not necessarily like sleeping, but you, but you feel really good. And that's all we're ultimately looking for is, is just a place of peace, peace. Um, and so I like, I like meditating with, um, with, with some harmonics and, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing a more, um, I guess, active meditation, I will have like no sound at all, but I will have a dialogue with my heart. Mm. So I will meditate with my heart and that's where I get a lot of my, um, like, like higher love, like higher self kind of information is my heart. Um, and there's a lot of science around that too, but, uh, but for me, you know, I, I just meditate on the heart space a lot and I ask questions. Um, there's, there's actually an Institute called heart math Institute, and they have a ton of meditations. Um, and they have all like a ton of science as well that, that I've included some of it in, in my book, but basically 
there's they they kind of walk you through what, what different kinds of ways to use your heart to get to get you answers. And the reason most of us don't because we're like, well, that's weird. Right. Right. <laughs> Our ego, ego again. Yeah, your ego is like, what are you talking about, your heart? <laughs> um, but actually, like, like it, it's remarkable. Like if you just like ask your heart and you sit there with your journal and you you write out whatever it is that comes out. It, it's exactly what you need mm. and it can't be your ego because you're focused on your heart. So I love meditating on um, like on my heart um, and just like building that relationship, that relationship with like that deeper aspect of myself. And that's a very centering practice in, you know, and like extremely chaotic time. I love that you went with, um, you know, so many of the different directions that were related to science as well as, you know, some, a little bit of spirituality and also just sure. kind of, you know, self-care, so, so to speak. Yeah. And you think about like, you know, harmonics you're talking about, you know, I would imagine that there's probably some neurology behind the brainwave changes that you can step into perhaps in a more effective way through that sort of approach. Um, but it's really interesting. And, and the other thing too, I've, I've had an experience meditation wise where I've meditated with my hands over my heart and I've really thought of things that I'm extremely grateful for and yeah. that I love. And, and it's an, an amazing experience too, um, because our heart is where truly love, you know, comes from. And you think about the, the vibrations of the emotions of joy and love are the highest vibrations that you can right. have. And it may seem really corny and woo woo to some of the listeners here, but <laughs> I would encourage you to, you know, really embrace this, embrace sort of this infinite intelligence that you can tap into through these type of practices. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Look, like we're, we're not here to suffer, right? Like we're, we're here to experience joy, joy and bliss. Like neurologically, we're hardwired for it. So it's like, it's our natural state. It's actually our natural state. And given that everything has been proven to be energy through quantum physics, right? Like Newtonian physics is out, it's gone, it's done. Everything's energy, everything's quantum and, and everything vibrates at a certain frequency. And so, so this is why our environment is so important to the way that we feel. And what you were saying about the harmonics, it, it like every organ has a different frequency. And that's why you can heal with different frequencies because you're, you're, vi you're, you're giving different organs what they need at the, like a level of frequency. Um, and so we can just give that to ourselves also, you know, through meditation. It's what we're doing when we meditate or like, we can also meditate open-eyed, right? Like we can go for a walk. Like we, you know, it doesn't have to be a mindfulness is a constant practice. It's just trying to, it's just trying to get into a different brainwave state that's got slower brain waves and that allows us to feel a little more relaxed in our, in our mind. Um, and, and that's really ultimately also where we're going to be the most creative, the most productive, like we're, we're not productive and creative and, and like truly like feeling good and abundant and joyful when we're in like a jagged, state energetically or like from a frequency perspective like that doesn't feel good like we feel good when we're in resonance mm -hmm. um and so knowing this especially for anybody who's like listening and thinking like this is not for me but like if you understand the science behind it 
you'll understand that how important it is to, to get into a certain resonance and to understand that if you're struggling and striving all the time, that there's a different, there's a different way. And the reason it doesn't feel good is because there's dissonance and what you want to be in is, is resonance. Um, so, and I think that's one of the reasons why the science was so important for me, because I was always like, yeah, there's no way that, why, why is that way? You can't, you can't convince me that that's, that that's the right way. And so, but the science did. Um, so I, that's why I bring it up for anybody who's just like, no, that, you know, I, that, that's, that's definitely not for me, but like anyone who's like been striving or just like struggles a lot, things work when they're, when they're, when they're meant to work, like if we're always struggling to make things happen, there's some kind of friction there. And it's usually going to be like from an internal place of friction or like the ego, or like, we're like resisting, we're resisting an easier path. Um, Cause we're not open to seeing it. This is so important. And it could be one of the most important parts of our conversation or parts of any podcast that I've ever done, because, you know, you think about, you know, what you just described really describes most businesses, most business leaders, most investors, they're striving, they're struggling, you know, they're in that dissonance. And you talked about the quantum. I'm so glad that you talked about the quantum field, by the way, (laughs) because when I started studying this and learning about this, it was like everything changed, right? And you were talking about brain waves and obviously the science behind it, you know, going from beta to alpha, you know, to delta. And then, wait a minute, what about gamma? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and if you can go to gamma, the highest frequency, you know, a way different type of frequency than beta. Like we're in beta right now. Maybe we're in alpha, who knows? Cause we're, we're vibing, we're vibing in right. a big way, but um, you know, it's so amazing when you can tap into the quantum field. So are there any experiences that you would describe of the opportunities that you've created perhaps in your life through quantum physics? Is there anything that you'd point to? Well, there's an internal state change. Like when you do your inner work, you change your internal frequency, period. And when your frequency changes, your outer world changes. Um, Maybe not visually. It's not like the world doesn't look like the world anymore. Um, But one of the things that I noticed that the more I do my inner work, for example, um, the world looked more vibrant like colors changed for me, which is one of those like, kind of like kind of woo things that, that, that I had heard about. And then it happened to me and I couldn't believe it. I was like this, I've never seen these colors before. Um, but on a practical level, what we're doing when we're doing our, when we're doing our inner work is we're becoming uh, clearer, we're vibrating at a higher frequency. And so because we are electromagnetic, what we vibrate out, we're attracting in. So as we change our frequency and as we move up the scale, cause that's what we're doing, right? The more we do our inner work and the more we're like, you know, working to remove conditioning and, you know, moving up towards joy more and more, um, you know, the scale of consciousness, then we're going to attract more of that to us because we're, that is the frequency that we're emitting. And so, you know, oftentimes, and this happened, this happened to me is that like some people, I lost some people in my life because they didn't jive with the way that I had changed and because their frequency didn't match mine anymore. And it doesn't make them bad 
people or like low vibe people at all. It just meant that like our frequency changed and we were like on a, on like a different, you know, on a different level. But what did happen is that all these other people came in and I like, you know, you could say it this way, like manifested, right? Like I manifested the best business partners, which is my, which are my partners at alpha investing. Like, you know, like I, like I manifested becoming a partner at a private equity firm. Like I manifested this incredible network of people like you. And like, I've so many people that are so open and, and, and just like doing so much, like such amazing leaders, like, um, you know, there's like things like that, that are like really real. Like the, one of the biggest ones is your relationships though. Mm -hmm. Your relationships a hundred percent will change because you, you, you don't, you're not pulling in, um, also like more lessons that you need to learn because once you've worked on them internally, they're complete. You don't have to keep having them come back for you to work on. (laughs) I, I love the way that you answered that too, because as, as you responded to me, I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, first of all, that was way too ridiculously hard of a question for me <laughs> to ask anyone. And, and, and it's so funny because really what you just described there is everything changed, like your entire life, like every part of the conditions of your life, whether it's relationships, your business opportunities, your enjoyment, you know, your, your quality of life, your joy. I mean, like, you just described like 360 degrees. It was a total change from, you know, hustle, go, go, go to burnout, to mm-hmm. enjoyment, to, you know, attracting what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I still like, you know, we still get to hustle because we liked you. Absolutely. But it feels different than hustling. Cause I think that I need to, there's a, there's a different energy behind it when it's like, I'm hustling. Cause like I want to, and I'm like really excited about it. And then there's this hustling that, that kind of like, I feel it in like the pit of my stomach yes. as like a, as like almost like an ulcer that's like, I have to hustle and, and, you know, and you change also as a person. And, and so for me, like I've, I've become, um, I'm no less driven, but I'm a lot more chill about things. And I, I've definitely been learned to like, be able to like, let things go. And like, interestingly, like, cause in, in, in the world of like, you know, like optimizing ourselves to like focus, I was so, I would allow myself to become really unfocused by like all these things that would take away that, that I would get distracted by that. I would like get upset about for like, no, sort of like no reason, but I was like, always like triggering all these things. Like that doesn't happen anymore. Like I don't get sort of upset for no reason. Like it, it takes a lot to upset me. Um, and that was a humongous change for me. Like I became, you know, to, to put it this way, I became a more pleasant person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's an amazing change too, because it, you know, um, who wants to be upset all the time? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, and you know, you, what you described as far as the, you know, hustling because you get to versus because you have to, that is a very profound shift. And also, if I were to bring it full circle, when I think about the intuition, you mm. can read that and feel that in other people, if they're yeah. hustling because they get to or want to, and you want to talk about intuition, listen to that because people lead with either a getting or a giving energy. 
right? Mm. Are you leading with the energy of, Hey, I want to invest in you. I want to give yeah. to you. Not, not, not invest in as far as money or anything like that, but it's, I care about you and I'm not here for anything other than, you know, adding, right. I'm in, you know, I'm depositing into the situation and that's, that's a powerful shift as well. But mm. my goodness, talk to me about, I, I, I'm telling you, we could go on for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. Maybe we will at some point, I think we're going to have part two and three, but one thing we were talking about before the episode was you talking about the importance of connecting to nature mm-hmm. and something maybe that feels bigger than yourself. Could you talk a little bit about that and what, what role that's played for you recently? Oh, yes, it is. Um, it's the fastest way to feel that connection to that, that's that creator that's bigger than us. Right. Like, um, humans are, are, well, we're natural, you know, we're, we're animals too. Um, we, we so badly all want nature. Like we, like we all want to be connected to it. And, um, it's really important to make that like a regular part of our practice. Um, like I moved to the mountains, like I moved, like we have like some land now, like I moved to the mountains. Um, and it, it feels so good you know, to, to be here. And there's something about nature because nature is, you know, it's bigger. It's, it's everything. Nature is everything. Like it, it, like when we think about like, you know, what possibly is God, if we want to use the word God or like source or spirit, it's like, look at nature. Um, and it's so much grander. Like we see it and we're in awe of it because what intelligence created all of that? Yes. I mean, really at the end of the day, like human beings learned everything from nature. Mm-hmm. When we like go all the way back to like, where do we learn anything from by observation and from nature? Um, and so there's, I mean, again, there's like a lot of studies and there's like a lot of science that, that um, a lot of mental health um research as well lately uh, has really come out showing like why it's so important to be in nature because there's also a, a lot about um you know just like the frequency of nature it just calms us down and when you're looking out over a mountain or a vista or an ocean totally irrational again this is this is your divine intelligence this is your intuition and you just feel like you're home like you feel like you belong, but you also understand that you're part of something bigger and th- nothing does that so immediately, um, so subtly, yet so powerfully as nature does. Yeah. It's almost a visceral feeling. I was recently in Montana, Northwest Montana. And of course, you know, you want to talk about a place where you can't be closer to nature than a place like that. And you almost just feel it, right? It's almost like what we've part of our entire discussion has just been feeling into things, right? And um, what a powerful just, you know, reminder for all of us, you know, we live in this hyper technological world. And, you know, most of us live in an urban environment in some ways. So what can we do to be conscious and intentional on connecting with nature, Mm -hmm. you know, in some degree in our life. So I think it's really, really important. Arapia, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? What a great discussion. I want to transition, and it almost feels weird to even do this, to go into a little bit of a rapid fire section and do sure. a rare, I call it the rare air questionnaire, because you know what we're talking about is somewhat uncommon, right? A lot of this you know, is an uncommon approach to you know, inner work 
you know, self-mastery and practice, but it is about creating a life that you want and designing the conditions of your life and also making meaning of your life based on the decisions of how do you view things. So let me yeah. just ask you a few questions here. As now a prolific author yourself, <laughs> I would love to know if you were to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you might recommend, what would those be and why? Oh, wow. So um, the one of the most impactful when we want to talk about like working with our emotions is Letting Go by um, Dr. David R. Hawkins. That is such an important, such an important book. Um, the Hero with a Thousand Faces, um, Joseph Campbell, um, or just anything, anything of Joseph Campbell's because he really weaves the, the human mythos um, over time because the storytelling is, is how we understand ourselves. Like we, this is the meaning, you know, this is the meaning making. Um, and let's see, um, what other books? Um, I know I have a bunch, I know I have a bunch in, um, in my book, but, oh, here's a, actually, here's a book that really helped me. Um, especially if anybody's like a, an entrepreneur and wouldn't go here normally, but the artist's way by Julia Cameron, um, is a really great book full of different exercises for you to get beyond the ego. That's not how she frames it. But as I was doing work um, in her book, I was like, man, this is, this is going, this just like, you just shed it all because the fastest way to do all that ego work, right. Is to, um, it's, it is, it's like to write it all out or to like to do these little exercises in her, uh, the artist's way is full of them. And I love how in your book, you, at the end of your chapters, you say, Hey, if you want to go deeper, here's, yeah. you know, three or four books that I recommend. So I, I was excited to ask you that question yeah. um, because I know that you're just a, a, a deep learner and someone who's yeah. deeply curious and you go down those rabbit holes too. It's like, Oh, I got to know this one now. So here we oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So talk to yeah. me outside of what we've already talked about today, which obviously we've gone deep in so many different, very important directions and profound directions what is the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, the biggest way that I elevate my life on a daily basis is, is how I want to make an impact on somebody else's life. Um, that's been like a huge realization for me in this past few years. And that's, that, that's really what flipped me inside out is this understanding that I, I have a lot to offer and I, like, I, like, I really want to help people. I don't want to fix, not about fixing people, right. We're not broken or fixed or anything like that, but, but this connection to people and there's so many people that are like waking up to like, whether it's their intuition or just like their own elevated state and all this and, um, and just being able to, to participate in somebody's journey. So for me, elevating my life is taking myself as much out of my ego as I can. And that often means by, by like serving others. Um, and that's like, that is like, they often say that like doing community work or volunteer work is like the number one way to like cure your own discontent. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so. you forget about your problems when you start giving to other people, right? hundred percent. And you're going to love my next question because my next one is what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, um, because I, I read people, um, what I see, I always see their potential so much. Mm. And so I elevate others because I really encourage them to be themselves like that. That's like my one really big thing is like, is inner authority. And like, we are our own authority. And I really try to elevate other people by, um, by like, by encouraging them to really honor themselves and be themselves and not be afraid. Right. All those little voices, like the judge, like we talked about, like, I really encourage them to, to, to do that. Cause I see it so much. I see it in every single person. I always see the good and in, in, I see their potential and I really push them towards that by, by telling them like, trust yourself, be yourself. Like, trust me, trust yourself. You can be yourself. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And we all have our own inner greatness, right? We all have our own unique ability um, that really can shine through if we allow it to, but what a great opportunity to have, you know, you as a mentor, you know, to other people and for you to be able to, you know, show that because, you know, each and every person that's listening to this, you know, has it within them to be great and in their own way, right. They all have their own skills and, you know, you know, their own potential. And I think that's such a beautiful way to answer that question. And uh, wow, what a great conversation out of Pia. I really, really appreciate you taking time. Is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? Um, just like, I have so much gratitude, Tyler, for you and your podcast is so amazing. Like there it's, it's just like so positive and so empowering. Um, and so I just want to express my gratitude and like, if I would share like, like any other parting words of wisdom is that uh, the gratitude changed my life. Like a gratitude practice really, really changed my life. Like really understanding what gratitude was from a felt sense, not from the intellectual sense. Cause I tried that when I was younger and it, and it never kind of like worked. Um, so, you know, like find something to be grateful for today and that'll, that'll shift your, that'll shift your state really quickly. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, I look really forward to part two of this conversation, (laughs) but until then tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and what you do. And, and also we, by the way, we'll put a link in the show notes of all the books and all the suggestions and all the amazing things we talked about today. So just go to elevatepod.com for that. But of course we will, we'll, we'll link to your new book, productive, uh, intuition. And Mm -hmm. so be on the lookout for that, but how else can elevate nation connect with you further? Yeah. So, um, so I'm really active on LinkedIn. So just, you know, um, my name is unique, uh, which is great. And so you can find me on LinkedIn, just look me up and connect with me. I love to connect with people on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also pretty active on Instagram. It's like my fun little, you know, it's like photos. <laughs> um, so Instagram, but LinkedIn is really like a good place. I have a personal website where you can learn more about like my leadership work. I'm a, you know, I'm a professional speaker. Um, so at a Pieterico.com. And then of course my book is productiveintuition.com. Yes. Productive intuition, connecting to the subtle, which is a great subtitle, by the way. So (laughs) got to give you a shout out on that one. But I encourage Elevate Nation to reach out to Adapia, you know, to learn more about her, you know, reach out to her on LinkedIn, follow her on Instagram. We'll put links, of course, to everywhere. You can find her in the show notes. But I also encourage you to re-listen to this show because I'm going to do it probably three or four times myself. I know that for sure. There is so much gold nuggets of wisdom in this one. And I don't just say that. 
Um, I really mean that. So I want to encourage you to re-listen and find those. What are your top three key distinctions? What can you apply to your life? Whether it's gratitude, whether it's meditation, you know, whether it's tapping into more listening to identify maybe some more intuition that you've got within you, we've all got the potential for that. And so, you know, also, you know, when you share that with someone else, that's when you can learn even more. You know, so what can you do to identify your distinctions and share that and maybe teach that to someone else, see what power, you know, is involved in terms of giving, but also giving to yourself in the same moment. So that's an extremely powerful suggestion that I will uh, plant the seeds uh, in your minds with. But uh, beyond that, I just uh, really, really appreciate you taking time to be on the show out of Pia. Oh, Tyler, thank you so much. This was so much fun. And I also very much look forward to part two. <laughs> Likewise. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, this is this is really, really great. I love these conversations. And um, the sharing part is it's it's like the clincher, like sharing it and having yes. conversations also helps you understand that you're not alone which yes. is where so many of us are when we're like, oh, I don't know if I can be myself or if I can say that. And so I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that about the sharing um, because it's really how we kind of like how it like sinks in and really changes us. Yeah. And like when you and I had our first conversation, it was like, this is amazing. And it was just like this, but now we get to share it, right? We're right. getting to share this. So Maybe someone else, if they're listening, they could share it one to one, or they could also share it one to many. There are so yeah. many beautiful oh, yeah. tech, technology, you know, so many technological advancements out there where we can share a message, right? So yeah. maybe you post it on social media, or maybe I don't know. I mean, there's so many options, but that is a. I, I'm really glad that you highlighted that. Yeah. Uh, in addition to everything else, but you know, <laughs> it, it is so important also just to take action, right? Take massive action. And not beat yourself up. It's not just about, you know, the hustle, but of course it's hustling because you get to, right? It's applying this because you get to, and yeah. it's not because you have to, and the ego and all these different things, but what a beautiful conversation. Uh, just really, really appreciate you. And until next time, uh, Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.